This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC. And folks, it is the morning after Everton won Liverpool 4 in the Premier League at Goodison Park. An absolute trouncing by the Reds of the Bitter Blues. And a great all-round performance, it must be said. The Reds went one up after nine minutes, an excellent Jordan Henderson goal, a left-footed strike from the edge of the box after great work by Andy Robertson and Sadio Mane. Really good strike by the captain. Of course, there's got to be questions asked about whether a goalkeeper with normal-sized arms might have saved it. Who knows in this case? It was two on 19 minutes. Liverpool were rampant through the first 20. They could have been a couple up before Henderson scored. But it's Henderson who lays on the pass for Mo Salah to run clear. And again, it's a beautiful left-footed finish. Round the goalkeeper, into the far corner. Again, there's questions about the length of the keeper's arms. But what can we do about these things? Liverpool were dominant. This looked very much like it could be another 5 or 6 nil, a repeat of Old Trafford. Everton fans started leaving after the Salah goal, heading for home because they'd seen enough. They probably were better off, the ones who did leave, than the ones who stayed. Now, the ones who stayed, at least, got to see a spirited fight back. And from probably 25 minutes in, up to half time. Everton did come back into the game. They did cause us some problems. They played an aggressive front-footed style, which wasn't what they'd been doing prior to that. Damari Gray made a 2-1 on 38. Really good work from Richarlison after Liverpool coughed the ball up in midfield. Richarlison took possession, turned, and played a brilliant ball through to Gray, who had taken advantage of Joel Matip been a little bit deeper than the rest of the defensive line. Went through 1v1 with Allison. I think he mishits the shot. I think he scuffs it a little, which is why it kind of squirms under Ali. But it's a good finish, and I don't think he can put any blame on Allison. I will say, in this first half, they had two players booked for diving, which really upset the crowd, but it was great. They were very lucky that Alan wasn't sent off. He should have been booked early, and then he was booked on 31 minutes for a foul on Jota that should have been his red card. They got quite fortunate with that. If that had happened, it was it was lights out for them. They would have been destroyed. The second half started. It was a fairly even contest for about 15 minutes, and then we started to take control. But then they had a corner, and from there, the ball is cleared. It works its way back to Seamus Coleman, 
Salah pressures presses him on the halfway line. Coleman coughs the ball up, and Salah's away. He runs half the length of the field with Seamus Coleman breathing down his neck. And it's a perfect left-footed finish. Across the keeper, into the bottom corner, from the inside left channel, where we'd normally see Sadio. Tremendous goal from Salah. Like his first, you can just tell this is the best player in the world. He's just playing at a level with confidence that very few players ever reach. The only time I've seen players hit this level, Suarez 13-14, and Gerard had some flashes. But I was too young to see Prime Barnes, too young to see Kenny at his best. In my time watching the club, Gerard did it a couple of times. McManaman did it for a little bit in the 90s, but not to the same extent, not in the same level of team. Gerard didn't have the same level of team, and neither did Suarez, to be fair. Suarez had a defence that would look ropey in the championship. Salah is doing this in arguably the greatest Liverpool team ever, and with that behind him, he really is just full of the joys. It looked like it was going to end 3-1, but Diogo Jota decided he had to get in on the party. The ball from Robertson's not great. It's not a great pass. But Jota somehow manages to flick it through his own legs, work his way past the defender, and then lash a shot past Jordan Pickford from a narrow angle. It's very Aguero-esque. And Diogo Jota is just becoming more and more of an elite poacher. When you look at his shot map and you look at his shot placement, the guy is just sensational. And what a bargain he's turned out to be. Brought in for 40 million from Wolves. And he's just a goal machine. And when you've got him and you've got Salah and you've got Mane and you've got Firmino, you really do have the options. One more would be nice, but we've got great options there. I thought the midfield last night was outstanding. It's the best Jordan Henderson performance, I would say, since January 2020. It might even go further back than that, but Jordan Henderson was excellent last night. Fabinho was outstanding. Thiago was was great, as always. The three of them had great balance in midfield. They were helped by the fact that Benitez decided to go 2v3 against our midfield. And Ducure lined up on Thiago. Alan lined up on Fabinho. And it's like they forgot Henderson was there. Every time he received the ball, especially in the first half, he had yards and yards of space. The freedom of Goodison Park to do what he wanted. And that first half in particular was him at his best. Defensively, we looked pretty solid. Trent had some good moments. Robbo had a quiet enough game, didn't need to do much against Andros Townsend, so that freed him up to be very good going forward. Matip struggled a bit in the first half, I think, with the physicality of Rondon, who's just a big lump. But he grew into the game, and by the second half, he was imperious. And Virgil was just just a Rolls-Royce. Ali had little to do. It was a great day, a great game. Watching it at the time, I didn't fully enjoy it because I don't know if it was the fact that we went two up and I thought we're going to absolutely hammer them here. And then they came back into it 
and going in at half time 2-1 up, given how we've thrown away some leads this season, I did sort of worry that this might be another game that we let a, a you know good position slip. You've also got the worry that are they going to set out to injure somebody here? Because the fans, the Everton fans were baying for blood. They were hoping for someone to get hurt. Disgraceful scenes among the Everton fans last night. The the toxicity, just the bile and vitriol that came out of them was horrible to see. Multiple fans ejected from the stadium for different things. One for trying to invade the pitch. One for throwing a ball onto the pitch. A couple for things that they said. After the game, they turned their venom onto Benitez, onto Marcel Brands, onto Bill Kenwright. There's deep problems at Everton. And while it's going very badly for Rafa, that's now one point from the last seven games. He's the least of the problems. You've got institutional losing up and down. Incompetent people from the top of the board to the director of football position. Rafa's no longer a great manager. I always thought Rafa was just past his prime, but as Karen Matchett pointed out last night on Scouted, Rafa is still in his prime. It's just that he's still in the 2000s. He's never evolved with the game. So Rafa Ball, whereas once it could have won you a league title like he did at Valencia, won you a UEFA Cup like he did at Valencia and at Chelsea, and won you a European Cup like he did with us and almost did again two years later, now that's mid-table football. You know, you look at Mourinho, he's he's got the same issue. Van Hal, same issue. These guys never evolved past a certain point. I think Rafa can comfortably get this team into mid-table for the season, and that's about where they belong. He just needs Calvert-Lewin and Yerry Mina back. Yes, it's only two players, but that's your best centre-back and your only source of goals. It's also notable how much better Richarlison plays with Calvert-Lewin. I think you get more out of Damari Gray with Calvert-Lewin. I think you get more out of Luca Dina with Calvert-Lewin. I think he improves them so much. He's an interesting player. He's one to keep an eye on. There may well be a summer move for him. But all in all, a good night's work for the Reds. 43 goals scored now in the league, 25 of them away. We've now won more games at Goodison Park than Everton have. Um, more derby games, that is, of course, they've they've won more games. But we've won more derbies at Goodison than Everton have, which it's a little bit embarrassing for them. It really is a little bit embarrassing for them. Jürgen's incredible December record continues. He's only ever, ever lost one game in December in a full season. So not counting 15-16 when he took over from, from Rodgers. But starting in 16-17, he lost the first game that December. Hasn't lost a December game since. The Fabinho-Thiago tandem in midfield continues to be untouchable. 14 games, 13 wins, 1 draw, 39 goals scored, 6 conceded. If those two play all season long, we'll win the league. And we'll win it at a canter, regardless of how good Chelsea and City are. Those two together are just untouchable. They're the best pairing in the league. The third midfielder spot, there's options there. 
Henderson, when he plays well, is a good option. Ox, when he plays well, is a good option. Naby's an option. Harvey Elliott will be an option. Curtis Jones will be an option. That's really promising that we can keep that that spot fresh and rotate. Because the other two are what's important there. Simon Brundish had a tweet today as well. Eight games Thiago and Jota have started together. Eight wins and 3.4 goals per game. Ludicrous. Absolutely ludicrous. And if you're Bobby Firmino, you're probably a bit worried about your spot. But we'll move on. We'll celebrate that one. We'll be thankful that we're not Blues. And we'll move on. Uh, This is Anfield has lots of uh, post-match coverage, including player ratings, five talking points, and their final say. Mostly focused on that. There's also a bit of it, Rafa. Rafa said after the game something about you see how much money Liverpool have spent. When Everton's net spend over the past five years since Klopp took over is 200 million more than Liverpool's? 200 million more than Liverpool's. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Uh, on to Liverpool.com. Liverpool could make 34 million tra- double transfer swoop as midfielder dreams of Jurgen Klopp connection. So this is a piece about Florian Newhouse and Dennis Zakaria. We've been linked with Zakaria lately. Newhouse, we were linked with in the summer. We won't sign both. You wouldn't be against signing one of the pair. Liverpool have 27 million transfer plan to keep an eye on amid contract issue as Mo Salah is angry. Strange. Um, Their Media Digest piece. Thierry Henry was full of praise for Virgil. Klopp is super happy with a midfielder. That midfielder would be Thiago Alcantara. Just a ridiculous footballer. Salah angry after Everton win. He wanted to score a third. He wanted his hat-trick. The mentality is incredible. Bowen still on Liverpool's radar. Uh, it's according to James Pearce, so you'd take that with a pinch of salt. Uh, and that's the £27 million player. He doesn't fit how we play. It'd be quite a conversion. Quite an upgrade for him as well. Uh, what FSG's £656 million Pittsburgh Penguins deal means for Liverpool? I can tell you now it means nothing. Absolutely nothing for Liverpool. In the same way that his Boston Red Sox ownership means nothing, John Henry's purchase of the Pittsburgh Penguins means absolutely nothing for us. Means if you want to get into ice hockey, there's a team now that you can support, but that's about it. On on AnfieldIndex.com, there is the player ratings from last night from Stephen Smith. Uh, to run through them. Allison 7. Trent, 7.5. Robbo, 8. Joel, 7. Virgil, 7.5. Thiago, 7. Henderson, 8.5. Fab, 7.5. Sadio, 7. Jota, 7.5. And Salah, 9. Uh, 
Sixes across the board for the subs. 6.5 for Milner, 6 for Ox and Tacky. Um, yeah, I think they're fair. I think Salah was the man of the match. I think Henderson was was very good and probably a close second, uh, just ahead of Fab and Thiago. But he's aided by those two, so, you know, it's all credit to the midfield. Uh, Podcast-wise, there is the latest AI scouted, uh, AI scouted, AI post-match raw, uh, no, Mo Pyro, Mo Party. We had been hoping to call it the Pickford Arms, but, you know, can only give him so much abuse. Uh, there is the latest Scouser Tommy's up as well, which I highly recommend. Special edition of the pod, Jim Boardman and Fidzi, Jan Gorski-Mashir, discussing Ray Kennedy and his passing and what he meant to them as a player how good he was it's really good must listen uh there's the latest under pressure there's the latest Moby on the spot the latest scouted for wolves and milan we're doing a double header that's been recorded after this and will be out later today uh there is the nina Kauser show on the free side which you can listen to um joined by sam and carl and of course some callers uh guys telling me that rival recon for wolves will also be out today so give that one a listen to harry sethi always delivers the goods and that is it folks that's me for today i will see you all tomorrow take care of yourselves bye-bye sports social podcast network